Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Take Control Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Darielle. I'm Brandy. It's Kim. How are you guys? How you been? I've been good. I've been better, but I've been good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That's it for me. I'm, I'm getting better, getting there, um, taking the steps to get better and be there and using my friends and family as support. So that's great. Yeah. Life has been cool. Busy, like literally busy, busy. I have no room to even sleep nowadays. So I've been overwhelmed. Um, as you guys know, like my kids play football and this whole teen mom thing is crazy. Like, it's a lot, but I'm not a fan of youth football anymore. Like, since mm. being, like, kind of, like, behind the scenes, you should say. Like, being a parent versus, like, actually, like, being on the staff is so different. Yeah. And so I kind of understand both perspectives. But, like, these parents have been putting me through it, y'all. Like, the attitudes, the messiness. This, I'll just be ready to fight. But, like, I've been handling myself so good. Yeah. Like, y'all have no idea. Like, the old me. <laughs> <laughs> Growth, baby, growth. Yes. But yeah, I just, I really want like the parents to start making it like about the kids. Mm -hmm. Like lately it's just been about the parents and arguing about the game and being messy and talking about each other. And it's even been an incident where somebody had my kid fucked up Mm. and I'm just not going for that. So... I was going to say the other day I was the, because I, I always tell you guys this is if you guys don't know or remember, but Daryl's oldest son is my godson. I went to his game because I can finally make it to him on Sundays, but I was shocked that like the parents in the corner were like dead ass fighting on the other team. And I'm like, these are children. Like, you're, what are you arguing about? Because you see that more often in like high school or like college. Mm-hmm. But, like, honestly, in, like, NFL or, like, high college, they don't tolerate that shit anyway. Like, you will be cut from the team, be salty, Mm -hmm. have no life. But it just blows my mind that, like, that means that parents are sitting in the corner like, fuck your kid. And then they just get into it. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was funny to me because everybody, because everybody's just kind of used to it. Everybody was, nobody ran. Nobody was scared. We just all watched it and was like, oh, damn, they fighting again. And then just continued on. And it was, that was the funny part of me is, like, nobody gave a fuck. They were like... Okay, anyways, is something going to separate or are we just going to watch, you know, these parents go toe-to-toe? Sometimes it be the coaches. Yeah. I'm like, oh. It gets, it gets crazy out there. Like, yeah. Like, taking the series, like, okay, your son sucks. Like, why are you mad? <laughs> your team lost. Why are you trash. mad? Like, it's, it's crazy. But, um, but yeah, it's a hot mess. Anyways, um, moving on. <laughs> Rest in peace to Donovan Lewis. Um, we don't have to get too much into it because I know it's very, like, triggering and things like that. But a young man here in Columbus, Ohio, was 20 years old, was shot and killed by the police. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there just mm-hmm. to show my respects because we see that this shit ain't going away. Yep. It's not going to stop. Nope. And it shocks me. Well, I say that, but then as soon as that, wor- as soon as that comes out of my mouth... I'm like, honestly, it doesn't. This is the tale of tale, but it's just ridiculous that we have all these, um, and I think we talked about this before on the show, but we have these newer outlets that are exposing people more and more and more, and it just doesn't fucking stop, and I'm not understanding how. Like, there's literal evidence all over, whether you have in-house cameras, your own phone, a body camera, like your neighbor's cameras, we're seeing this shit in front of our faces, faces, and it still gets excused, and it's still is happening and there's no type of punishment or reprimanding at all and then if you try to take the cops up top you get in trouble even more mm-hmm. it's it's fucking wild to me yikes what's so crazy is that you know our tax dollars is what pay the police it it's what pays the um those payouts when people do like civil suits and all that against the police or the police Mm -hmm. settle it's like our tax dollars that pay for that so it's just like the fact that they still are able to operate in such a way is crazy yeah i'm just not a fan of the when we will pay yeah no Mm -hmm. fuck that especially if it's flat out proof that you're guilty and you did this shit why are we paying you right right suffer right (laughs) by your life Fuck you. It's crazy. Okay, so story time. My man was out 
with his friends and we were texting back and forth and I asked him who was all there. Wait, you and your man or this is somebody else's story? This is somebody else's story. Story time. Um, So I asked him who he was with, not to be in his business, but I asked for a certain reason because of the conversation him and I were having. He immediately gets defensive and says that I'm being nosy. (laughs) We started going back and forth about the situation and at the end of the day he said that it shouldn't matter who he's with because our he already told me previously before he went who he was going with am i wrong for asking that or is he wrong for calling me nosy i don't think you're wrong for at whoever this is hello kim um <laughs> i don't think you're wrong for asking the question because you should be allowed to ask what you want in your own relationship with respect but being behind it um I don't understand how that's nosy to... Well, I guess I don't know the conversation because she said she asked based on the conversation they were having. But looking outside in, I don't think you're wrong for asking a question if you didn't have any type of like feeling or attitude or nothing behind it. Um, but I do feel some type of way about dude calling the person nosy if, if it was just a question and then to double back and be like, already told you. Well, don't you think if I remembered, I wouldn't be asking you? I don't know. I don't know. That's my answer. So, I know the person. So, I'm going to give a little more detail. Basically, like, her guy was out with one of his friends who was going through some shit. And he was just kind of feeling a little overwhelmed because the guy was, like, dumping everything on him. He Mm. didn't really know what to say. Right. And so, she said that she asked just because she wanted to be like, asking in a way, it's like, if there's other people around, then maybe you don't have to take all of that. And there's other people else who can put in their opinion. Right. So, she was like, oh, is it just y'all? And that's the, that was the situation. See, then I don't know if there's, I don't know, because. (sighs) So, she, (laughs) She asked, the question was technically, is it just y'all? And he was like, you being nosy. Yeah. And I already told uh, you. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I don't think for the purposes of the conversation on what she was trying to accomplish. No, I don't think she was being nosy. Um, I feel like maybe he kind of was frustrated with his friend because you said the friend was dumping on him right. mm-hmm. so maybe that kind of came out Projected on her mm-hmm. yeah. um but then also i do feel like i'll be asking questions to be nosy so yeah. but my thing is okay this is what i feel this, this is what i said my thing is even if she was asking who you with why the fuck does it matter like right. just because That's you said you're going to get drinks with this person doesn't mean y'all didn't link up with other people like yeah what is the problem or in see her your asking? friend in like, there right I can't know who the fuck you with. Like now you, now you being sneaky, but that's yeah. just not your own trust issues. I'm like, wait, so what the fuck was he doing? Like, why he getting so defensive? Yeah. Like, Hmm, that don't sit right with me. No, but I agree to the, the aspect of like, cause you already know if you're going somewhere that's common, I know nine times out of 10, I'm going to run into my friends like that. I don't, didn't speak to at all that day. Right. But they could be sitting at the bar and I'm like, Hey, can you show my dad? Like, and let's then we all up. sit together. Yeah. yeah. Like there's nothing so I guess yeah that's my original answer I don't think she's wrong for saying like you know like is anybody else there that like you can you know Mm -hmm. just kind of use it as a distraction like is there a bartender you could fuck around with because for me I don't ask questions to be like I know you said he's with Jamal but like where are you really at Yeah. no I'm like I'd be like her like well damn like if he's really pressing you like that like you should either like fake a phone call or just be honest and be real and be like hey like I understand you're going through a lot but I wanted to come here so you and I could you know, laugh, joke, mm-hmm. kick it, whatever. But I don't think the person's wrong. I think, like Brandy said, that he's projecting on her because he's tired of the friend. Like, he's tired of sitting there with his friend. Um, so, yeah, no, I think he was being mean and projectful. But then again, it just depends on her intention of asking. But like you said, it was literally like, well, you know, is there anybody else that you can, right. you know, talk to to get it taken off of you? Yeah, if she worded it like that, he definitely is tripping. Right. But like I said, I know there's there's times when, like, I will ask questions because I'm being nosy, mm-hmm. but I also know when it's me being in my own head <laughs> yeah. and being a maniac. So, right. yeah, there's that. Yeah, I do the same thing sometimes, but still, like, answer my fucking question. Like, don't make me feel away. And then, and then feel some type doing. of way when you feel some type of way. <laughs> don't do that. Because a nigga's gonna be nosy too, to be honest. Nah, that ass. Like, yeah. True. Anyways. Yeah, that ass. Okay, so. <laughs> 
I'm trying to see how I want to do this. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. So this topic came about. Honestly, I do not remember. I just remember maybe it was a high moment. I'm in a car and like something happened and I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this conversation. But I don't remember what that was. Mm-hmm. But something else happened that was like, yeah, this is really my topic. Like, we're going to talk about this. So some of you may know that I was the butt of the joke on Facebook, literally. <laughs> and this guy took a pic or a screenshot of me at um from a picture I took at work. Y'all know I work at the club part time. Oh ew, like he screenshotted your photo. Yes. So did somebody take a picture of you or you it was a picture that you knew was I posted the picture. Got it. He took okay. a screenshot. But it was like you know how you could post once it was the last one in there so you got it. Okay. But whatever. I posted the fucking picture. But the problem was he literally cropped out my ass and posted my ass. Ew. Uh, and I'm, okay. Yes. I'm going to show y'all. Yeah, what I didn't said. know this fucking happened. It was on Facebook. He put it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. What? He says, "We've let y'all do y'all and said nothing, but this right here, fellas, will not or this right here, we we fellas will not stand for." What am I? I mean, what's it? Okay. What are you not standing for? Okay. So listen, I didn't see it. I don't really, I get on Facebook here and there, but I don't be browsing and doing, I don't be doing all that shit on Facebook. My cousin sends me it. Now that I see the picture, I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? So she's like, is this you? And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? What is that about? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I'm thinking he's talking about the way I'm dressed. And she's like, no. He's basically saying, you got your body done. So I'm like, tag me on this shit. Right. I need to see this I'm shit. Coming to the I'm coming to his page. I don't see it. Like, me and him are friends on Facebook. Wait, oh my so God. he was trying to imply that you got... Okay, so wait. He's, I think ahead. it was a little bit of both. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. So, so I'm going his page I don't see the shit I'm like tag me tag me so she tags me I'm gonna tell you what my cousin said cause I love her <laughs> good she says she said first and foremost I know this butt like is my own she Aww. has never had any work done it's definitely ripped stockings so who got something to say where did you even get this picture from she posted this back in 4th of July weekend and I had since took the page the picture off my page so wait this ain't even from breakaway no girl this was 4th of july weekend when i posted this picture and i took it down afterwards girl so you literally screenshotted my shit right there and there and saved it in your phone girl Ew, he's probably touching his body to it so, so he pop- says i love that but the uh the ripped holes have been confirmed but it's still a funny image. So basically, I'm going to read in the comments. I'm sorry I didn't get the screenshot. All of them, the post has since been deleted. Mm. There's people commenting like, BBL, botched body. She ripped her tights on purpose. Who let her walk through? For, first of all, one, one person in particular that knows I don't like them, and I'm sure she don't like me, had the fucking nerve to comment. Whether you knew it was me or not, bitch, you should have did your fucking research, because I don't fuck with that shit. So I get on, I'm coming back to everybody. Yeah. Like, yep, sure did walk around like that. Like, no, I didn't rip my shit on purpose. Like, first of all, I've never been a person that needs fucking attention. I don't need to rip no fucking stockings to get some fucking attention. Like, right. my shit just rips. And you know, <laughs> those fucking tights are so fucking thin in one wrong move and they're ripped and they ripped all in my fucking ass because first of all (laughs) i wore them once before and they already ripped but i cannot find anymore and i didn't have enough time to go order shit online so i wore them and they ripped even more that whole night which is like a consistent thing amongst bottle girls exactly and there was one girl (laughs) on there that said like if you work in the club you know as a bottle girl your shit rips you get snagged on the people I've been caught onto people all the time Yeah, and your shit rips like that's just what it is they just happened to rip in my ass and I was not about to go buy no new ones because I couldn't find it and I didn't have time to order so I showed up like that because I didn't want my whole fucking vagina out Right now the next time I wore the outfit I didn't have any time (laughs) She had to suffer. And I felt like a whore, but whatever. <laughs> like, I yeah. just, I'm just baffled that people have this shit to say. And I'm just like, really? Like, me? Like, little me? Like, I'm just, 
I don't get it. How so the then, fuck did I miss that? So let me, girl, let me give you my verse. Go ahead before I continue. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, you know, here at the house. And Ashley calls me. And she, no, she text. She either called me or texted me. She was like, "Hey, call and check on Darielle." And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> What's wrong? It was so random. It was so random." And she was like, "Well, somebody posted her on Facebook, and like people are commenting, and like her tights is ripped. But like you can just, it just looks like her tights is ripped. Like it doesn't look like anything crazy." So, and she told me who posted it. Mind you, we him. all know him. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't. By the time I got to Facebook, I didn't see it. So I texted Dario and I'm like, hey, are you okay? And she was like, you know, just, you know, saying she was okay or whatever. And so Ashley was just saying like, no, it just looks like her tights is ripped. Like, it's nothing crazy. But like, people are on here saying how she got her body done and all this other stuff. First of all, Dario has not got her body done. What she just fuck? has a it's nice shape. Blessed. Yeah, like she has a nice shape for her, her smaller frame. And so I'm just like, you niggas are corny. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what I said. I got on there like, you're all corny as fuck. You take my fucking picture down. And he's like saying how, you know, somebody sent it to him and he didn't realize it was her. Yeah, he and, that. you know, his bad and he'll take it down. But my thing is, it's like, you yeah. have that much time to like sit and analyze. Now that I actually see the picture, it makes it even more worse to sit and analyze a picture to then post it on Facebook to then people getting on there and commenting. Like, yeah. But my thing, even if I did have a fucking BBL, what is it to you? Like, first right. of all, if y'all really saw me in person, my stomach ain't flat and I have no titties. So why the fuck would I get my ass done? And it looks like that because I have skinny legs. Yeah. So like, it just looks weird. Like, I know I have little ass legs and it does not match my hips and the little butt that I have. But it's just like... But, I was but why do they care? Girl. I'm not your bitch. Me. I'm not your your cousin. I'm not your sibling. I'm not I'm not none of that. So why the fuck would it matter to you? I keep telling y'all just say y'all don't like women and just move on. Okay. The funny thing about it is there's this other picture of me that I posted from Jamaica when I had on the white bathing suit. Yeah. And my whole ass was out. Guess who's under the picture? him i purposely re-put the picture back on my page so i can comment like well look who it is well and that's what i was gonna ask you for the person to be like i got the photo don't you follow me on both social or both socials so that means you knew it was me bro it's just you knew it was me Shut yeah because he tried to say he didn't know you knew it was me you, you follow really me on see both my tattoo in both pictures. right you like, follow me on both and it Shut just up. pissed me off because it'd be the same niggas it be the same niggas that want to talk to you or I, say, yep. I don't even want to make it seem like you want to talk to me but you under my shit right you under my shit and then you want to go on facebook and talk some shit about me like and i said next time tag me like tag well that's me. what i was gonna ask you how come when you got on there you couldn't see it but when you were tagged it came up i have no idea because if he blocked you then you wouldn't have been able to see it so i'm wondering how he hid it from you i have no idea but he was just like, I'm sorry for hurt your feeling. Boy, fuck Bitch, you. fuck off. And then this thing you posting off, like, I can't wait to start my podcast. Now we about to have another corny nigga with a fucking podcast. So, I'm, just, I'm, just a heads I'm, up. I'm, like, confused how I didn't see none of this. Girl, I didn't either. And if my cousin would have never noticed it. Yeah. And if she didn't tell me, and then you would have just hit me, up, hit me up, like, are you okay? I would have been like, huh? You'd be like, what, what the fuck? What are you talking about? She'd probably be like, yeah, thanks for checking. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. The hell? Anyways, which sparks my conversation for today? Working at the club. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. All of us. Yes. <laughs> oh, have worked at the club. My God. I think that's, well, we met because of the fashion show, but yeah. then came Mirage. Yep. And yeah. you were the, you worked at the door. Mm-hmm. You helped Manny. Yep. I was a bottle girl. <laughs> and now you work with Manny. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Connections. <laughs> yes. Mm. And that I brought Brandy on to help me with interviews at Mirage, and now she's at living room, living room, yeah. a manager. But yeah, so I just wanted to talk about the club industry just because I've been seeing a lot of shit mm-hmm. online about it, and I'm just tired of 
people bashing bottle girls and just bashing the club in general like I get it the club is draining as fuck like I'll be working and I don't want to talk to people my mm-hmm. social battery is <clears throat> very depleted after working at the club like I hate being with a group of people but at the same time it's just like it has its pros and cons yeah so I don't really have a direction of how I want to go with this but let's just start with you know like talking about your experiences and the roles that you've had in the club industry Vicky, who wants to start? I guess I'll go. <laughs> um, so, and how long have you been doing it? Oh God, I've been <laughs> forever. Um, <clears throat> since 2019, it actually feels like it's been longer. Um, my experience at the club is on the managerial side and a little bit of filling bartending here and there. Um, for me, I. I've aged out of like the club scene, so mm-hmm. it's more draining than anything else because I'm there literally five days a week and I'm there until one, two o'clock every night. So on top of having, you know, a regular job, things in between and all of that, um, it's just very time consuming. That's the biggest con to it is just like. I'm over like the loud music. Mm-hmm. I'm over Girl. no sleep. Um, the. <laughs> flip side of that the pros to it is that it's pretty good money mm-hmm. um for me you know everything i make i take home so mm-hmm. um and then we've we kind of have like this little family at living room like everybody has been there for the most part <clears throat> with the exception of some of the well most of the bottle girls now everybody has been there since we opened so you know we have outings we really kick it you know people have formed friendships outside of the club or at least you know contact each other about things outside of like club business so mm-hmm. that's the the good part about it and then it's opened up other you know ways for me to make money um with the owners so i don't just do the club thing for them so yeah it's cool and then you meet a lot of interesting people to yeah. just, you know, people that come in and, you know. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so when I first got into it, it was seven years ago. And I remember I was 20, about to be 21. Um, and I had initially started because it was like Daryl said, it was based on a fashion show because that's my industry. That's what I want to do. And, um, my friend Des told me about his friend Manny, so that's the Manny we're talking about, and said, oh, if you want to get into, like, fashion, I know of a guy that throws a fashion show every year. And I was like, oh, dope, cool, put me on. So I meet Manny. We hit it off. Manny starts to see how I work administratively, and he's like, oh, shoot, like, I could use her for more than just a fashion show. So I start off then, and then I'm pretty sure Globe was still around because that's where we did, like, the casting calls. I think it was called Globe. Um and then once I got done working at Globe and I don't remember if Manny just told me like you're gonna do the door or if I asked him what the positions were because I wasn't confident enough to be a bottle girl like and if anything I would have wanted to be like a shot girl or something Mm -hmm. like that um or like barback or something like that so but I think he knew I was already like good on that like money inside or whatever and he trusted me enough to know that a i wasn't going to steal from him and b i'm not going to go down on the price even if it's his mom trying to get in and he knows i wouldn't like sneak my friends in i think i have only ever got like you know one friend be allowed to like come in or they would still have to get like you know they get 50 percent off but they have they can come mm-hmm. so that would be seven years but i stopped after five because the pandemic happened so like Darielle said, we met through a fashion show, but um, Mirage was the biggest place where her and I worked hands on hands together. Um, and I always did the door from there. Like Brandy said, it was fast, easy money. I had men tip me for sitting at the door, and I'm not kidding. In one night, I had two different men hand me $100 for sitting at the door and being cute. Never said anything. I never said anything sexual. I was never gross. I was never anything. It just They just did, and it was good money. And I was like, I'm keeping this job the fuck. Um, you going to tip me for sitting here? That's fine. But... So... Um, it was fast money. Like, uh, Brandy said, you get to take home, um, everything you make. Obviously it's not taxed. Um, you take home what you make. Um, the only thing that I ever have had an issue with is, um, like customers. Um, I get cussed out for the price. 
And that's why I said Mandy put me at the door because if I tell you it's 40 and you cuss me out, I'll look at you like this. And security has always had my back, so I would literally just look like this. And before I could open my mouth to get security, they'd be like, you got to get out. Mm -hmm. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because for a period, I was doing the door for Mandy, Mm -hmm. and it was this one guy that came in particular this one night, and he didn't pay, and he tried to go in. It escalated to the point where we had to get security. Like, he was calling me all kinds of yeah. bitches, yep. all of that, right? Yep. <laughs> and so now he comes into the living room, and every time he sees me, he's like, can I take you to lunch? Can I take you to lunch? I'm like, you don't remember calling me a bitch? No, you can't take yeah, me to bye. lunch. Like, yeah, they, they, will, they have called me. I've been called a bitch, an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you're mean. You're tripping. What the fuck is wrong with you? Who the fuck do you think you are? Um, and it's always men. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. It's always men. Women will just kind of give you like this face of like, hell no. And then they walk away or like make somebody pay. Mm-hmm. It's always men. But what blows my mind would be the same man in the club flossing like he got all the money. But he'll be at the door. Four dollars. Did you think it was going to be for And they'd be like, I mean, but the money ain't the issue. Right, the what money ain't the money. The issue, right. it, this is Columbus. I'm like, yes, it's Columbus nightlife. If you don't want to pay for it, and go home. So, what does that mean? Right. Like, like okay. I, I mean, it's been to the point when, when we were at Mirage, I had this guy and it was the one second the security walked away to go to the bathroom because the door was slower because it was almost time to be done. This guy comes in. He's probably 40 years old. This motherfucker spit food on me because he was so damn close to me arguing about the price that he spit food right on my fucking cheek. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, the, and I was like, the security had come back around. I said, where the fuck have you been? I said, you said you went to go piss and this motherfucker's been screaming at me and spit his food on me. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the only downfall I had because I always got paid. I always got paid what I deserve. Sometimes I'll get paid a little more, which was nice. Um, but then, like Brandy said, so we all know I've always worked a lot of jobs but i don't i don't know how i did this i was talking about this the other day i would leave so i'd walk into like twist mirage living room whatever at probably nine or ten to start letting people come in and i wouldn't leave sometimes until about three or four Mm a.m and it got to a point where i'd be like all right i need to start collecting my dues beforehand so if i kick it i kick it or i go i go Mm -hmm. and i would leave about four a.m get home and I would sleep for about two hours. So I got up to go to work at seven. Then I would be at that job from like seven, eight AM to about eight or 9 PM and then repeat it again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And I was in college. I was working at real estate. I was working for Manny. Um, I think I was doing the daycare too. I don't know how the fuck I lived. I really mm-hmm. don't because I was on, I remember one time and I had to go into a newborn session like this and me going into newborn sessions is the fucking worst when I haven't slept because it's already super laxed. We make it very warm in there because the babies can't regulate their body temperature. And so I'm over here falling asleep and I'm like, you got to stay awake. You got to protect the baby. Get up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I did it, but that was the only downfalls I've had is like having the club not be your only job yeah. means you can't sleep in the following morning from being up all night. And then um, having niggas call me out my name. Yeah. And then mind you, it looks a little bit differently for me because, okay, let's say we cut the lights on at 225, right? Mm -hmm. People aren't getting out until, let's just say... It almost takes an hour. 245, maybe three is when the club is finally empty. Mm -hmm. Then you have the bartenders who have to close out their tips because they don't do it during the night because no. it could be really busy or they, and they don't do it when it starts to slow down. They wait till the very end of the night. So I still have to pay everybody and then close out. So like Save what it. might be a three o'clock night for you is easily a four o'clock night for me. So it's just, Save it. it's a lot. Save it. It's a lot. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if I said my title or whatever, but I was always at the door and then mm-hmm anything Manny needed like to this day he'll still message me and ask for things so I assist him often but in the clubs I was always like an assistant or I remember one time I think you did it with me he had asked us last minute at Mirage to like bottle girl because we had opened it up for Memorial Day weekend was like nobody's gonna give a fuck it got stacked and he had nobody hired I was walking around my fucking silk pants and a tank top and I made a bunch of money and I was like I like it here but then so yeah that's my role it's always been door and then like assisting with like if he needs extra help with staff or whatever it's Mm. you know it's my job i wish i could go back to the door i ask all the time yeah i want to go back to it too because i want the fast money yeah like i think i started at the door in like i don't know 2016 2017 when o lounge was open that's how i got started i don't know if it was asia skip or eg that got me started or even i don't know one of them so 
Um, or it could have been Lee. I don't know. Anyways, they used to do O Lounge Sundays or something, and I started there. It went from there to I don't know the exact order, but I remember working the door at like Avalon Havana. I remember doing bottle service at Red Club. Yeah. Remember Red oh Club? Oh my God! Yeah, we worked that's together how, there I think too. That's how I met Manny. That's yeah. how I met Manny. Yeah, because we worked together there too. I forgot. Yeah, I think so, because there was a photo. Well, yes, because we used to do bottle service for them at Great Club. Yes. You worked the door yeah. or something. I don't know. I remember there's like a that. photo of you and I staying there in, like, all white outfits, and, like, you're serving bottles, and I'm like, I'm helping. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. so I moved around a lot. I started at the door, worked the door, and then I started doing <clears throat> bottle service. Um, Maybe you're the one that told me to work the door then, because when I had met you, it was still fashion show, but... When I was in Red Club, I don't think I was doing the door. Mm -mm. And I think you were the one that told me that you did. And I was like, huh, I'll do that. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. I I don't even know how I went from doing. I remember you calling me, asking me, would I come do the interviews? And I did the interviews for Mm -hmm. Manny. I don't even know how that got to like me and Manny exchanging information to me doing the door at his party. I just think when the new club opened, he was like, I need somebody to do interviews and sh- sh- shit like that and he's like brandy was good yeah i remember him like really because brandy's great she's yeah. great and i knew i couldn't do- back then mirage days like i was not my grown-up self <laughs> and like there like i did like lead bottle girl shit so it's like i had to do the fucking outfits and the mm-hmm. meetings and this and that and i just did not have the patience back then like i used to go off on them girls i know but you know it's there crazy. was just no respect i have a different perspective i think you were really fucking good at it like i mean like you were organized mm-hmm. you knew in advance what that, outfit okay, what theme i agree with that yeah but i just think the way that i I just snapped too easily. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. how to control myself. and <laughs> But I always felt like I was not want to say meant for that, but that's always something I yeah. wanted to do. You were good at it, 100%. Yeah. I could see why you would get irritated by them fast because sometimes half the girls wouldn't answer you or they wouldn't this, or they, they wouldn't that. Wouldn't or they Yeah, they felt some type of way. Yes. Another thing that pissed me off is when you when you have management that don't back you up. Right. Like, I, I'm stern about shit because this is how it should be because I do like shit organized. Mm-hmm. But then when management is too lenient and they're like, well, you can get away with it. No, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Like, right. if you're going to put me in this position, let me do my job. Trust her. So yep. it's just like, I don't know. But anyways, guys, a little taste of that and now i'm back to doing bottle service like i honestly like y'all said i miss doing the door you get mm-hmm. to stay behind the scenes i don't gotta deal with the crowd yep. i don't gotta talk to y'all motherfuckers yeah um i've definitely had bad experiences at the door from men and women cussing me out like trying to fight me because God. oh well my friends were here and they didn't have to pay and i have to pay yeah they were here earlier yeah i'm like, oh, time. It's like an hour and a half later fuck you oh, okay it's <laughs> always been men i think there was one issue with one girl and it was at ten nineteen, but she was like the owner's wife and i didn't know that mm-hmm. so it was just like was that the place on bush mm-hmm. boulevard mm-hmm. okay i, I, I forgot that was the, even the name <laughs> damn they had us everywhere bro i forgot that was the fucking name when you said that i just got like 17 flashbacks and i'm like because yeah. that club has been so many different names oh my it's god just like, i remember that blue something yeah yeah it was what was it called blue ivy I don't know. I don't know. It was a shrimp club at some point. I think it's Blue Ivy because I kn- there was Globe, there was Twist, there was um I think it was Blue Ivy. I don't know. And then ten nineteen. Damn. Yeah, I'm it's about rent it out next. You were working on door there. That's why when that dude caught me, all kind of bitches in security had to put them out because we was about to fight. Like, yeah, that's the thing, and that's that's another reason Manny would have me at the door. Manny knows I will get up. You want to go toe to toe? We can do it. Even I'm now, get up. like. When I do the section line, there's some nights where, like, me and Manny will fall out because I get yeah. so pissed yeah. because yep. it's not organized. I don't have a section list. Yeah. You be doing whatever you want to do. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get these people in with their wristbands. Right. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. I love the my African people, but don't let it be African. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a whole other level of stress. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, it's yeah, different. it just, it be. Yeah. I just feel like. So, I used to work the door for, um, well, they're not, I don't know if they're promoted anymore, but Rio and them, mm. 
And I used to tell them, like, do not come out here. Like, stay oh, in the yeah. fucking club. Mm-hmm. You're not here. Do not come outside because then they're going to see you and they're like, oh, so, 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 so. Like, people used to say I was a mean door girl, but, like, the promoters or the people throwing a party really appreciated me because I don't go for no yes. shit. Yes, yes. that's like, what they want. Like, I'm not giving you no deal. Yep. I'm not, I'm not doing none of that shit. Like, you're going to pay. Yeah. And you're going to be happy because yeah. you don't <laughs> have no fucking choice. Like, I don't play none of that shit at the door. Like, I'm yeah. not being friendly. I might give you a little smile go, hey. Hey, but this is business. <laughs> I think that's how all This is business. Are. Like, yeah. and I'll be telling people like, this is how I make my money. If the door don't make no money, I don't make no money. I've actually right. said that before. Me. I'm like, like, well, if 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 you don't pay, I don't get paid, and I'm not happy with that. So yeah, yeah. We literally had to get t-shirts that says Manny's not here because yeah. p- people think that they can <laughs> be like, oh, Manny, L, da da da, da and then they can just get. I still in. have my t-shirt that says, uh, <laughs> and I wear it anytime Manny's asked me, and it says Manny says everybody pays. Yeah, and I still have it. Period. But yeah, that was my favorite part though, was like working the door, like you said, the lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just obviously anywhere you go, like club wise, somebody's gonna have a fucking problem. They're but, never satisfied. And then it's yeah. just like um I just feel like from my experience, like doing bottle service is like similar but not like we still deal with people not wanting to pay or the people who spend $900 on bottles but don't want to tip yep. and people getting mad because they're just not fucking happy. Like, yeah. it's just, nobody's ever fucking satisfied at the club and it's very annoying and, but I feel like it's just like really about customer service. It's really no different than you working at a restaurant. Like, right. outfits may be different, what you wear is different, like the time you leave may be different but it's no different mm-hmm. in the type of service that you're doing. Yeah. And that's the frustrating part when like, a lot of girls get in that industry because they want to be cute and they think they're going to make hella fucking money and mm-hmm. it's just like no like you can't come that. in here and be lazy yeah. you can't come in here and be fucking mean like yeah. I'm, people think I'm the meanest bitch ever but when I'm in the club like I'm nice as fuck because it's like it's literally customer service you right. want to get tipped they don't care how cute you are they don't no. care how fat your ass is like if you're not giving good customer service you're not getting fucking paid yeah, if, yeah. if you walk around stink with an attitude they're gonna be like, I don't care how fine she is she can go on somewhere because she gave me an attitude when she yeah, set my bottle yeah. down like she said it's the service industry period go do that in a restaurant and see if you'll get fired in the same day i yeah. literally had a girl tell me because i was like listen we gotta wipe down these couches if they begin nasty right and the girl literally was like i'm not doing that then and get I looked out at her like why are you here get out yeah i don't think they realize like it's so funny with the bottle girls because every time i do the interviews you could tell like I've gotten to a point now where I can tell, like, she's going to last. She or she's not. Last. Yep. This club is going to eat you alive. Like, and yep. I tell them all the time, I'm like, come, work, make your money, leave. And go because, home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go fuck girls, home. Like you said, they just they just know it from the club side, hanging out and kicking it. They see the girls, and they think it's cute, and it's going to be fun. Like, no, this shit is stressful, because it's going to be nice that you schedule, and you don't make no money. Right. Like, if you're not, if you're not selling no bottles on the floor... You know what I mean? Like your section, you know what I mean? Your section that already got their bottle, they're not going to tip you. So you really do have to work. Mm-hmm. They, like you said, they don't realize like you're responsible for cleaning bottle, like the juice bottles. If you have them, if you're not mm-hmm. using the cans, you got to wipe down couches. You mm-hmm. got to clean your tables. They don't, you know what I mean? And then for living room, like our bottle girls also act as servers. So like if we're on a taco Tuesday, you got to serve the restaurant side mm-hmm. and they don't realize like. A lot of money's on the restaurant side because yep. some niggas don't want the section and the lights and all right. of that. They'll buy bottles at the bar. And I'm like, y'all got to move around and talk to people. Like, build your customer service, build your rapport, right. have people come in and, and specifically ask for you. Yeah. That's why you see sometimes there's girls walking home, going home with $2,000, and you going home with a couple hundred dollars. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. I also think I've seen the other side of that is where like the actual environment and management is not providing an experience or just exactly for to help their staff be successful. Right. And um, I've never experienced that before. And so going through that now, I'm just like, damn, like, what the fuck? I ain't selling no tables. And it's just like we get yelled at for that but i'm just like it's y'all like yeah. i've been in situations where like i worked at a club i've never worked there before didn't really know like how to build that clientele but the the club people put us in a position to do that like i'm gonna shout them out like xo mm-hmm. the system that they have and i feel like when i worked at mirage it was similar but like the system that they have to put their girls in a position to book tables like i love that about mm-hmm. them yeah like and I don't even want to put the details out there because I don't know if they care 
you know but i just really wanted to shout them out because a lot a lot of clubs aren't doing that like it's cool like yes promotion matters but people don't care how many times you post a flyer that's not going to make them hit you up and be like oh i want to book this table yeah. like it's really not that mm-hmm. simple but to be honest now that I'm older, I feel like the club industry is a young bitch sport. That's what I was going to say. Like, you age yeah. out. You do age you out. You age out. So, it's like, I'm over it. Like, put me back at the door. I went mm-hmm. in my bars in a little bit. But, like, I really just... If I can't be in, like, a management position, I'm just not cool. And the only reason why I'm at the place that I am now, like, for one, like, you said, like, you build that friendship and family with the people that you're with. So, it's like, I love working with them. Like, it's low stress. Mm-hmm. But... Um, when I started, we already had like a lead bottle girl slash manager, but I got to come in and he really sat me down and was like, what do you want to do? And I told him. So now it's just like, I get to assist. Like when she's not there, she travels a lot. I get to be in that position. And it's like, there's girls who were there before me that didn't even get to do that. So I'm thankful for that. But I also, it brings me back to like when I did it at Mirage, like I feel like girls don't respect you. Like we're the same age. Well, some of them younger than me but I just feel like they look at you like oh we're the same age you're not about to tell me what to do and it's just like girl like I'm not trying to be the boss of you I'm not trying to be rude but it's just like if I'm in this position and I'm here to like help everybody then just like right because it's not about age it's about my talent what I have to bring to the table because if you were in my job let's see if you could do it oops now one thing I will say every like I there's a certain level of respect for me at the club like from security to like staff everybody's like really respectful even like the patrons who come in very frequently like they yeah. already know like oh miss b or you know whatever miss it's funny because some of them call miss me miss b, b like we're the same age <laughs> oh, <Ms>. <laughs> b. <laughs> but, but i think it's just because like i'm very quiet you know yeah. what i mean like i don't mm-hmm. and i like to keep the lines separate so like i don't kick it with them when they go out just because it's like if i'm in a position now where i gotta fire you it's kind of awkward because we was just out right. kicking, you know what i mean so yeah. i try to like keep the line very distinct but like mm-hmm. everybody like really treats me really well there and i appreciate that um, dang, I lost my train of thought. What was I gonna say? There was something I was gonna say. <coughs> It'll come back to me. But yeah, it's it's interesting working mm-hmm. in the club. Um, so I did want to touch on a topic that I see on social media a lot about colorism within the club industry, and I oh, feel like yeah. a lot of it is more so like clubs out of town, like Miami and New York and things like that. But I have heard people say the same thing about clubs here that I've worked at. And um, do you guys? feel like that's a thing or do you feel like at your places that you've worked at like people only certain uh, uh, hire a certain type of female like not even just like light skin or but just like a certain body type a certain look so I do notice when I go out of town it very much is a thing like um I feel like LA and it could just be you know the population there is more mm-hmm. of like a hispanic community but like when i went out in la i seen nothing but hispanic girls i seen nothing but hispanic girls when i went to miami um chicago like it's not your like typical black girl that's a bartender or a bottle girl so i mm-hmm. have seen it in other places as far as like living room is concerned i feel like we got yeah. a good like flavor of females yeah. as far as bottle girls mm-hmm. and bartenders everybody's a different size everybody's right. a different um color or complexion excuse me um but i do feel like like when we're doing interviews you get the same type of people to circle in them interviews circling the interviews and the guys base it off of who they want to sleep with i'm gonna just yeah <laughs> they like, <laughs> like she sure to be trash like she's the one why look at her and i'm like that's it, it. Yeah. look at her they base her. it they base it off of who they're like physically attracted yeah. to and there's like girls that have came in and you could tell that they would be great bartenders or they would be great bottle girls but it's not somebody that they feel like they want to that's why they shouldn't be in there yeah so, okay well she's really fucking good at her job yeah so it's and I will say that there is a certain level of like with the bottle girls not necessarily the the bartenders a certain shape Hmm. type like and it's not even saying like bigger girls or smaller girls but like they definitely will look like and even I have looked too like I'm looking at her body to see like okay like mm, okay Mm -hmm. she would look cute in these outfits or Mm -hmm. she got a little butt or she got little boobs or you know something like that so like I do think that there's like a certain body type because you need to look good in the outfits Right. right so and I mean I guess that's maybe not the best perspective to have because it could be considered body shaming but like it is what it is right yeah i mean i don't know i feel like 
I don't think it's done intentionally. Well, I can only speak for like where I've been. I don't think it's intentionally like done to be like, oh, let's only hire light skinned girls or anything like that. Um, just like it just goes off of your work ethic. Like some girls just don't last. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like the place I'm at now, it's either like you're mixed or you're light skinned but we did have like some brown skinned girls but they just didn't put in an effort and that has nothing to do with their complexion like eat light skinned white brown you're gonna get fired if you're not doing what the fuck you're supposed right, to do true. it's just that simple because right? we've had white girls we've had hispanic <clears throat> girls we've had light skinned girls we've had chocolate girls everybody has been really pretty some of them they call off all the time they don't sell sections right. they have bad attitudes they mm-hmm. stole from customers like <laughs> yeah it's like did you think did you think that we were the problem yeah, or, they, or they just quit you know what i mean yeah. like they yeah. like there's been a few girls that come and like their anxiety they can't they handle like, the yeah, fast like, pace and people grabbing at them and you know you got to get you know people mm-hmm. are rude to you for right. no reason so you know yeah. it's, that's why i said it's not for everybody i think the girls that come they see what it's like from a customer standpoint and they're like oh this will be so lit and it's like okay it's not that's the thing it's like in any job any industry it look and it sound good yeah. like i'm not even trying like i talked about my job a little bit last time like people walk into my the salon and think oh my god be so fun and like cute and stuff to work here not that it's not but like once they get behind the scenes they're like oh i had one girl i was interviewing and training and she goes um wait you stand all day i said yeah she was like like to how long i'm like eight to eight and she was like oh she was like so do we not like get a lunch break and i said no you eat what you eat and she was like oh i just didn't expect to like be standing here all day and i'm like then quit so it's the same thing with the the club industry if you're not expecting that you're gonna have to get up and walk around don't sit in the corner on your phone yeah and then wonder why you're not getting tipped or getting service or getting money or getting anything you walked in here saw that it was empty decided to sit down then when it got busier you have an attitude in the corner because your friends picked up tables yeah look at your dynamic and your energy when you walked in here like you got to walk in and like even if you're up there talking to the staff it looks better to have everybody represent on the floor. Yeah. Not somebody mm-hmm. sitting in the back. I'm on my phone because I didn't sell a table and nobody's in here yet. Like they might, somebody might walk in and get five and then I have a job. Yeah. And then now you have an attitude and different demeanor going up to walk up to table five. Hi, my name is Kiara and, um, you know, what, what do y'all want? Yeah. So, cause you, you already walked in there feeling some type of way. No, you have to build that family that y'all are talking about because you're going to walk up and be excited no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I just do what I, go I was going to say. I remember <clears throat> another thing I was going to say. If anybody's interested in, like, nightlife from, like, a management or admin perspective, there's a lot of things that you don't consider. So, I'll share a story. We had a bartender who, unfortunately, passed away. And the only reason why we were involved is because she was scheduled to come to work. And she was somebody who, she would always text me if she wasn't going to be late or she wasn't going to make it. She would Mm -hmm. literally always text me. So, when she didn't show up to work, that was, like, my Mm -hmm. light bulb went off in my head. Like, wait, where's she at? And so, long story short... Me and one of the bartenders went to her house because I had her emergency contact information and address and all of that. And she had passed away, unfortunately. Didn't have family here. Like, they, I remember the police telling me, like, if we can't get in contact with her family, you'll have to come and identify the body. Mm. And, like, I've since, like, since she passed, like, I've kind of built, like, a relationship with her mom. Just, like, checking in on her mom and all of that Mm -hmm. because, like, I had to, I was the one that, you know, essentially, you know, had to call the police and all of that so that's one thing to keep in mind is that like you're really responsible for these people if something happens to them yep um like we've had girls who have gotten too drunk and have hurt themselves at work Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like we've had to take a girl to the hospital because she was dehydrated so like from that aspect you know you really have to like be mindful of your staff because anything could happen and that responsibility kind of falls on you especially if they're on the clock Mm -hmm. and then like another situation that's just kind of funny because i always say I always tell them all the time, like, I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. I still haven't left. <laughs> yeah. I still haven't left. But, like, there's a guy who comes in often. And he happens to come to church. And long story short, he knows my pastor and first lady grew up with my first lady. And so we started just in the club talking about church and God and how all of this came about. And, like, he's like, I just really want you to keep me accountable with coming to church. And I'm like, I got Aww, you. So, yeah. like, now we text and check in. And he'd be like, I'm at prayer. You need prayer. Like, yeah, and, and then we cute. see each other at living room later yeah. on that night. And I'm like, it's just funny to see, like, people on their journey. Like, we're all trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Yeah. So, it'd be, like, really cool situations like that where it'd just be like, 
yeah okay like i forgot to say too y'all i did work under brandy as her assistant manager so i did do more than just assisting manny in a door but i didn't get to do it long because uh when like i said when covid happened once we reopened like three months later i just didn't go back because i was already overwhelmed because i'm not gonna lie i was going through some things and shorty laid in that house and cried for a week straight yeah so when when i when i was you know we opened the world up i was like damn it why so yeah that's it though yeah so. that's another thing you gotta manage your emotions you could be in a horrible mood and it's just all these people around you having a yeah. good time and i'm like fuck all of y'all for being happy bitch <laughs> because i'm fucking not but yeah I, a lot of it was i was kind of grossed out by touching money and things mm-hmm. when we came back because mm-hmm. if somebody it was so bad that if one person on your staff was sick a week later but oh, else was. yeah so that's i was terrified thing. to go back because i was like mm, if one person gets sick the whole, yeah, the whole thing is sick. Mm-hmm. yeah because it was spreading that fast and like none of us really had like real rules yet yeah they had just found out what it was and then shut the world down three months after finding out what it was then opened up again three months later and then different strands and stuff so it was coming left and right and i was like if i get covid i don't work from home yeah right. so i can't show up to work i can't pay my bills and that was the issue i had when we all shut down is like my unemployment did not come through so I had no money for two or three months and then it came through the day I started working and so I was scared to go into the clubs. I'm like, if I, that means I can't work at the club, I can't work at the salon, I can't go anywhere because I don't have a remote job. Yeah. Like I have to be physically present for all of them. So that's what kind of made me steer away from it. But even to this day, and I talked to Manny briefly about it recently, but even to this day, I want to step back in and do back end stuff. Come on. For real? Because I will. Please. I will. Please. You mean you're the manager. Tell me if you're hiring because I will. Um... But yeah, I want to go back in because I miss the fast pace. I miss the um, the extra money and, and everything like that. And everybody I know at Living Room, like, I'm not going to say everybody. The main people I know are, like, like family and, and, yeah. and close to. So. Now, I will say. Really like two of y'all. Oops. The most money came through living room during COVID. Like, I know. Everybody was thirsty to get out again. It was everybody was checking. Man, what? Some dollars. Okay. They was thirsty to get After back out. COVID, it's. It would, the club crazy. Was and you can see it now like things are starting to slow down and people aren't making money and you like you got the cold season that's yeah, another ew. thing where people aren't coming mm-hmm. out as much mm-hmm. so you just got to come to work and you kind of just sit in you may make some money you may not make some yeah. money if you like are actually serving yeah. and so it yeah COVID was a good time I literally like because <laughs> people was thirsty the day everybody said restaurants are back open everybody and their mom and I was like so we're all not sick anymore we was closing at 10 p.m. Man. Like 10 or 11 p.m., which was the best time because I was getting yeah, home. You could have to sleep, bro. Sleep. Well, that's how you saw everybody in there from the cook to the bartenders to the bottle girls to me. Everybody was making money. Like, right. people would just be like, hey, can you I me a bottle? Like, <laughs> I know. I know. You would have went crazy. Man. It was a great time. Like, I remember walking in and being salty that I'm like, damn, you being a scary bitch towards this shit, but look what you could be making. Yeah. yeah. So. And, on like the ownership side I will say like you really have to get people that you trust yeah I agree cause like there's been times Manny's had parties and I've had to count like $10,000 by right. hand mm-hmm. so it's like you really gotta get people yep. that you trust yep. and I think to some extent you know there's gonna be some people that probably like upsell on a bottle yeah, or something yeah. like that but like get people around you that you know going right. handle themselves accordingly yeah. yeah I remember when I had stopped working the door and like I quit because I'm just like I know what I deserve mm-hmm. and I hate it when like some people would be like oh well we kind of took an L so I'm about to pay you and I know you still pay the DJ the same right. you still pay that person you're gonna pay me the same like right. and I'm a mom so it's like I'm out here all fucking night and you think you're not about to pay me you know I'm out Right. and yeah. the person that started after me she was stealing money Ooh. and they were salty damn because my thing is when I when I was doing the door and I got away from it, it was like a couple people that reached reached out like, hey, can you do the door? I'm like, I'm not doing it for less than a hundred. Yeah, like, I agree. And that's like my bare minimum. I'm not doing it for yep. less than a hundred. Hundred up. That's um, what I've always said. Yeah. I've had people offer me eighty dollars, and I'm like, no. No. I'll, yeah. Twenty like, or yeah, twenty dollars. Even a hundred is pushing it. Like yeah. I can yeah. go work the door somebody somewhere else for at least one fifty. Like I've even made more than that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember fucking social days. Oh my god, I used to make. Money. Well, that's what I was gonna Word say to you because I remember, I remember when you told me that you used to be at social all the time, and yeah. I remember what social to me was like so damn fun. It was everything, but I remember you starting there and everything. And one time, I think you had 
put me on for the door once. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking in and the guy was so fucking mean because I don't think he knew what I looked like. <laughs> and I, I might have been filling in first. He might have been sick or something happened with the kids. But I remember walking in because there's no way I don't think I would. I don't think Manny sent me over there. But either way, I walked in and the guy was like, um, excuse me, you can't fucking sit here. And I was like, I'm here to work. I'm like, I don't know if nobody like relay, but like. I'm here to do like here to help you. One yeah. thing I'm going to do is put somebody on, and I yeah. am looking yeah. for a door girl. If anybody's interested, <laughs> are you? I am. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to talk. <laughs> huh. I am looking. Okay. Yeah. So my boss said I can hire a new door person. So wow, hit me up. I'm gonna have to get in there like swimwear. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> interesting okay so i just wanted to end the show just with us leaving some advice for people who want to get in the club industry and one thing that i stand by and brandy said it like get your money and go home mm-hmm. like i'll be telling people all the time like listen it's cool it's fun and you do build bonds with people but like at the end of the day when you walk out this bitch these people ain't your friend like right. i'm sorry they're not um <clears throat> It's cool if you get cool, close to a couple people or whatever, but just just, just be careful. Just be careful because it is a messy environment. It can be a messy environment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, sleeping with your bosses, sleeping with your <laughs> staff members. Like, I done seen it all. I done heard it all. Like, please just, like, go do what you need to do and get the fuck out because it literally will suck you into a dark black hole <laughs> and you wake up one day like what the fuck I'm an alcoholic I'm sleeping with this person people know my business people being like, like it's really can get that deep if you let it so just like be mindful of that um you know like we said before like it's all about customer service and being nice and just because you know your cheeks is out you may be showing a little skin does not give the people the right to like touch on you or sexualize you like I I don't play that like I've had you know men like grab my arm or like even females like Mm -hmm. try to sneak a little but like don't do that you're not about to do that like don't touch me um and you necessarily don't have to give your number out people to people either like I have people stop me like trying to talk to me I'm like listen I'm working I'm on a clock I, I, I can't I'll circle back and I don't circle back like mm-hmm. so just just be mindful of that and know your boundaries and your limits and um and just like you know you're gonna have your ups and downs like anywhere else there's gonna be times where you make a lot of money it's gonna be times that you don't but you just gotta ride it out like I used to hate when like a club will open or I'm working at a club and girls will be like oh I'm leaving and like yeah you can complain you can complain about your money but it's just like you gotta put in the work too and speak up like if you feel like management ain't doing their job speak up um and yeah mm-hmm. um mine's gonna be basic short simple and sweet um i would say and we talked about a little bit know what you're walking into um not that you necessarily have to have a service background but that would help or a job that's like that but know what you're walking into um try not to take a lot of things personal and like dariel said go in go out that's it like, you go do that at your regular job, so why are you not going to do it here? Go in, go out. Yeah. So, that's fine. Just basic, short, um, simple. I would say safety always comes first. Um, you know, if you're not comfortable, always get security because people will try you. Mm-hmm. You're leaving late, you know. Yeah. Have somebody car. walk you out. Yes. Um, thankfully, my club has cameras all over the place. So, like, you know, safety is always important. I cannot stress, like Dario said, like I said, come in, make your money, and leave. Like, these niggas will try you. They will fuck you. They will <laughs> give you a little bit of money and go on to the next bottle girl that you think is your friend. And then y'all arguing about some nigga that don't care about none of y'all. Um, everybody's grown. Like, there's really no need to be arguing over bottles and sections. Things like that. Like, Ooh, I got a point to that. Yeah, like, uh, girls be falling out over that, and it's just like, come on, like, yeah. we, you know what I mean? Like, just handle yourself accordingly, and I always tell people, like, if you are a drinker or a smoker, this may or may not be the environment for you, like, especially if you're a drinker. Like, if you can't turn away a drink or, you know, do a water mm-hmm. shot, this ain't the right. place 
for it you ain't to for be. You. Like some people, you know, it's like you still on the clock. So mm-hmm. don't right. overindulge. So yeah, just, you know, safety first. Come and make your money. It's a lot of money to be made. I will say if you work for a really good club that has a really good management staff, because I think the consensus is that most management with these clubs is unorganized. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of dysfunction and things are just in a disarray. So I will say like if you work for a good club, stick with them because like a lot of girls there are some girls that have came into living room and they left and then realized like living room is actually one of the better clubs to work at. Yeah. And then, you know, just like she said, sleeping with the owners ain't going to save your job because they're going to send me to fire you. Just <laughs> so, yeah. I was going to say, just to piggyback off that, like, do not step on other girls' toes. Absolutely. Like, if that ain't your section, that ain't your customer, like, do not do that. Like, I hate that shit. Yeah. I remember one club I went and we when they hired everybody, they told us, they said, do not fuck your customers or you're going to get fucking fired. <laughs> that was the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. But I get it. I fucking get it. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. another big thing. Just like build your clientele because they will keep coming back and back and back. Right. So don't burn them bridges. Yeah. Move smart. Move wise. Do your job. Slide. Yeah, there's just one customer that I wish I would have kept that contact because they was breaking it up. If you know the name, but put an Instagram something. I don't even know his name. Damn, his friends don't come in there too. But it was from a different club. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, that's all we have. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll catch you next time. Follow us on social media. Take Control Podcast and Instagram. I mean, on Instagram, Twitter (laughs) is Take Control Pod. You can email us at takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. See you later. Bye. Bye, guys.